COVID-19 cases continue to climb at San Diego State University. Does that put us at risk to go back to Tier 1 regulations? SDSU has more than 500 confirmed cases among students, bringing the county's total up to 41,608. With cases at the university quickly spreading, San Diego inches closer to Tier 1, the most serious tier. What does that mean, and what is SDSU doing to control the outbreak? For San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Nina Guerin, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Gary Robbins, hello. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you. You cover science and higher education at the San Diego Union Tribune, and you've been following the story. Can you start by telling us what's happening as far as classes at SDSU? Are they even in person? Most of the classes are not in person. When they started the year, you know, it was still mostly online, but they wanted to have a bunch that were like laboratory classes and other classes that were necessary for certain degree programs. But they had to walk away from that really quickly when they started to report a significant number of students testing positive for COVID-19. Okay, so then how are there so many cases? Like what kind of activities lead to the spread at universities? Well, it's just people being very close to each other. So rather than physically distancing, a lot of students are just like really literally in each other's faces a lot. They're in close proximity. And that's how the virus uh, jumps. And from physical contact and from talking and from coughing, you know, with the virus, you know, it's airborne. And so it's very easy to make the jump from one person to another. Um, you know, during the the weekend before classes started, I spent a part of a Friday night and Saturday on campus and near campus to see if people were socially distancing. And then I did the same thing a week later on a Friday and Saturday night. And what I noticed was that most students were not, in fact, wearing masks and most were not uh, distancing. In fact, there were a lot of parties going on uh, immediately adjacent to campus. As you know, you can go across the street and you're in a neighborhood and a lot of students live in those neighborhoods and there are really big parties where people were jammed in the houses and standing together on the street and clustered and walking around and doing the same as they walked into dormitories, even though they were walking past signs that clearly said, wear a mask and socially distance. So the university really had prepared quite hard uh, for this part. They had educated students about what the risk was. Students had signed a document uh, if they were gonna live in a dorm, you know, saying they would follow the rules, but in the end they didn't. And it looks like a major mistake was made here. I hate to lay this on the, the university because they've worked really hard. But during those, those first two weeks I was watching, I didn't see campus police hardly at all. And I didn't see campus ambassadors on campus kind of cracking down and saying, why aren't you wearing a mask? They subsequently hired a private security firm to help do that. Um, and then, as you know, they quarantined the, their students who are living on campus. But during the very beginning, when everybody was coming back and they were setting the tone, they didn't crack down. Okay. Well, next week, UC San Diego, the University of San Diego, and Point Loma Nazarene University will be bringing students back to campus um, into their housing. How do you think that's going to go? And do you think they're learning anything from what's happening at SDSU? I do think that they are learning things. For example, at UC San Diego, if you're coming into a dormitory, you are tested when you show up at the door. Um, and then you're retested 12 to 16 days later. So you could be asymptomatic when you show up at the door or you 
um, might have just been exposed but are not showing anything yet, so they want to do a follow-up test. They added that second test after seeing what happened across the, across the United States. UC San Diego is trying to figure out how to do the same thing. I've talked to them within the past hour. Their students will get tested upon arrival, and they're trying to figure out how quickly the second test will occur. So they are watching that. UC San Diego, the University of San Diego is also doing something else. Um, if you're living in one of their dorms, you're living in a single room, and that room has a bathroom. So you don't have to share with another person. You're just further cutting down on how much you mingle with other students. And they're helping. Um, that will help as they bring back another 500 students. Um, and they say that they're going to be, you know, very strict, really leaning in in all these campuses. But it remains to be seen whether they actually do that and how they do it. Well, do you know how how is SDSU handling the situation now that they see what's going on and how fast it's spreading? So I've been talking to students this week, including a couple that are living in the dorms, and they say that you see uh, the private security everywhere. So they've gone from having no presence in that sense to having a lot of presence, and everybody's feeling it. And the university extended the amount of time that students must stay in place. So if you're one of the 2,600 students, you're not supposed to go anywhere other than your dorm unless it's for essential things like getting medical care and food. But, you know, Nina, there's a loophole there as well. Um, some of these students at SDSU have meal plans and they can eat in the neighborhood around them. So they do go back outside and you're mingling on the street. Now, I suspect from what people are telling me that most students are wearing masks, but students are incredibly social creatures. Um, they want to be together. This is a life experience. So it'll, it remains to be seen as to whether this stay in place really knocks down the numbers. The numbers have been going up. Uh, I talked to um, uh, one of our colleagues earlier about an hour ago, and he said the number of infected cases at the university stood at 519. But new numbers may be released later this afternoon. What's important here is to see whether the number starts to go down, whether there are, there are fewer uh, positives in the next few days. I suspect that they're going to have students stay in these dorm rooms until those numbers come down. And this, I'm just curious, why are students even going to dorm rooms? Or do they have the option to stay home? Well, for a lot of kids, it's necessary. Um, San Diego State and UC San Diego don't just draw people from San Diego. They draw people from all over the United States and in many cases, particularly UCSD, from around the world. So a lot of the people who are enrolled to go to school there need a place to live. So a kid could be from, say, Fresno, going to San Diego State. They can't commute, obviously. And a lot of people want that experience. And the university wants them to have that experience, particularly if they're a freshman or a sophomore. You know, there's been a lot of studies that have shown that if students are living on campus that first year or two, they generally do better because they're around more people. They can get more advice. There are more people to look over them. They can become part of the social groups that help a person stay in college. So the university wants them to have that experience. It keeps them on a track to graduate on time. So there's a lot of good reasons to want to do it. Plus it's incredibly social. Um, well, yesterday it was announced that now SDSU is going to have its spring semester online. Yeah. So what's that gonna do? What does that yeah. mean? It means that um, the entire California State University system decided that almost all classes will be virtual in the spring as well as in the fall. And I think the university system did that because they realized 
that California and other parts of the country are still really far away from being where they need to be to control the virus. Plus, we're going into the winter, and there's concerns that there's going to be a, more large outbreaks. Um, there was a headline that I looked at just before you and I talking in which Dr. Fauci said, everybody needs to hunker down this winter. Um, and people generally don't want to hunker down. People are exhausted from being inside and cooped up. So it's going to be a hard sell to people. And I think the university realize that and that a lot of people, in fact, won't hunker down. And so you have the potential uh, for the virus spreading at a rapid rate again. Going okay. Um, this news might stress out other parents who maybe don't have kids in college, but at public schools, do you think that public schools will follow suit and also keep distance learning through the end of the school year? You know, I don't have that, as much expertise as there. I leave that to Kristen Takeda, who's doing this bang up job. Um, and there are more school districts than there are, say, substantial numbers of colleges locally. and. A lot of what is done in, in, in any district involves how involved parents get. So a lot of parents are putting pressure on school districts to reopen. Now, some are doing the opposite as well. So it's not clear to me um, what they're going to do. But one thing is clear. We have a tier system, four tiers. And your place in the tier system determines whether a county has to or is able to do certain things. So San Diego County is in the red tier. That's the next to the highest tier, which is purple. You don't want to be in the purple tier. That's when there's the most restrictions. The way that they kind of do it is like um, you're in the purple tier if roughly 7% of every, every 100,000 people in your county on average test positive for the virus, 7.0. We're at 6.9%, and we have been going wow. up. And we've been going up in part because of San Diego State University and other institutions. So we're very, very close to going into the purple zone. That 7.0 has to you know, play out over a two-week period as an average, but we're very close. So what happens if we do go back to this purple tier? Are businesses going to close down again? Are we not going to be able to go into restaurants and you know, salons? <laughs> It's not entirely clear to me exactly what will happen because the state and the cities and towns learned a lot from the first shutdown. So for example, uh, I don't know whether a hair salon would be shut down or whether they would allow them to operate on the sidewalk. So I obviously don't need a haircut very often, <laughs> but when I do, you know, I've now gotten used to doing it at the salon across the freeway that's outside. Maybe they're gonna make some exceptions for things like that. And perhaps what they will do is keep outdoor dining at um, restaurants. I don't know for sure. It's not clear to me whether the county would automatically go in and have to do these things in a rapid way or whether there will be some leeway. Um, but, you know, talking to Paul Sisson, who covers healthcare for us, he was saying, you know, we're very, very close to this. One of the other metrics we have to look at is positivity rate. In other words, what percentage of people who take the test test positive? In our county, over a two-week period, our average is 3.4%. If you get to 8%, then, you know, you go into the bad zone again. So we're a good distance away from that, but the numbers have been going up again. And so it becomes a question of whether San Diego County as a county can pull this back under control, particularly before the flu season starts and before it gets colder and more people are going back inside uh, where it's easier to spread the virus. 
Okay. And then what about the people near college communities? Do they need to be extra careful or what advice do you have for them? So if I was a person living in college area next to San Diego State, I think I would be very careful um, because the students live among them. In fact, many people in college area rent out all or a portion of their homes to college students. A lot, you know, a lot of students live in that neighborhood. So the same rules apply there, you know, wear a mask, socially distance. You should do it everywhere, but you should particularly do it where you're in close proximity. Now, this whole thing with San Diego State has shown that significant numbers of very young people can get the virus within a very short period of time. Young people don't tend to come down as seriously ill as someone who is older. But the thing we need to focus on here is the fact that those students could pass it on to someone else. I'm 65 years old. I don't have underlying conditions, but I'm very aware of who is around me now because of the possibility, whether they're young or old. And I steer clear you know, of college students where I can on these campuses. So even though I'm there watching them, I'm giving them a wide berth um, because they could easily pass it to me as to anyone. Okay. You know, I think there's something that needs to be mentioned about these students. When I talked to the UC, to the San Diego State people before they opened campus, I said, do you think you're going to do well and why do you think that? And one of their executives said, well, we prepared really hard and plus San Diego State students are really smart. They are really smart. If I was 18, I would want to go to school there. But here's the thing. Scientists have long known that people in the 18 to 22-year-old group uh, often have, uh, you know, the part of their brain that's involved in reasoning and consequence has not fully developed. The amygdala has not fully developed, the, the portions of the brain that do that. In fact, a lot of people don't fully develop when it comes to their brain until they're about 25 years old. So here at San Diego State and every other college and university in America, you have people who are very young, who are still in that develop, developmental stage, and perhaps they know abstractly that they can get the virus and that they can pass the virus, but they do tend to think in some cases that they're invincible. Um, and so perhaps they don't behave as well. Now, there are also a lot of students that are being very careful and who are upset. I talked to a student from San Diego who goes to Boston, goes to Northeastern University in Boston. That's where I went to school. Northeastern made a lot of headlines last week when it expelled 11 students and it said, you're not getting your tuition back. That was $36,000. I was pretty harsh. But as, as soon as they did that, the governor of Massachusetts said, right on Northeastern, that was the right thing to do. So Northeastern took a very, very hard line. And I suspect that we might be seeing more of this because. These universities have begged and borrowed and conjoled and done everything with these students to try to softly convince them to do it. Uh, but the message isn't sinking in for a variety of reasons. And perhaps we'll see these schools locally do the same. I'm gonna be talking to the president of the University of San Diego next week, for example, and that's one of the questions. He's a very patient man, but I wonder how far his patience is gonna go with this because USD is bringing back 500 students at the end of next week. UC San Diego is bringing back 7,000. Point Loma is bringing back 500. They want to create a, a nice uh, atmosphere, but this is a serious problem. Yes, it definitely is. And I know that you're going to keep watching it and keep us informed. I will. Um, so Gary Robbins, thank you so much for joining us on San Diego News Fix today. Thank you, Nina.
San Diego News Fix is a production of the San Diego Union-Tribune. Our team includes Daniel Wheaton and myself, Nina Guerin. This podcast's editor is Digital Creative Director Beto Alvarez. If you want to join in on our recordings, like the Union-Tribune on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, and you'll see us when we go live in the afternoons. Feel free to ask questions by commenting, and we'll work them into the conversation live. San Diego News Fix is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. As we live through this momentous time in history, the truth and facts matter. If you're not yet a subscriber, please go to sandiegouniontribune.com slash subscribe. Until next time.